I'm Steve, the guy who was saved from getting his own planet. <laughs> you used to be Mormon? Um, funny story, actually. <laughs> Everyone has a story to tell. We have a bottle of wine and an ear to listen. Join a couple of dolts as we dote out some anecdotes, and welcome to Anecdotal Dote. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Anecdotal Dote, the podcast that celebrates the stories and storytellers in all of us. I'm John Seidenberg, the guy who made a working full-scale goblet of fire to impress a girl. Joining me on this podcast is the person who's always impressed with my goblet of fire, Laura Arnold. (laughs) Oh, I wasn't prepared for that. See, this is why I don't read them beforehand. <laughs> Would you say that's a fair statement, um, though? I, um, I'm going to publicly say I have never once seen your goblet of fire. Oh, you just made that sound very sexual. I was referring to. <laughs> you made it sound sexual. <laughs> Um, like, look at the ways that you tried to woo women back in, like, the early 2000s, question mark? Okay, so, college, I take a props class, and in the props class, we had to, we had to make, like, a, a dish, that was one of our things, we had to make some kind of food, another one was we had to make a, an animal of some kind, uh, we had to make some sort of period object, so some, so I made, like, an Egyptian scimitar, um, which is here in my office right now on display. And so um, the final one was a special effect prop of some kind. So some people would do like like one person decided to do the hocus pocus spell book with the eye that moved around and everything. So it it had to be a prop that had some sort of special effect with it. One person made like a a heart that like beat Um, other people. One person did like the rose from Beauty and the Beast that lit up and had the petals fall down on it. So John decided because John had just recently been exposed to Harry Potter because he was not allowed to watch Harry Potter until he went away to college. And then he accidentally caught a weekend of it on ABC Family and did not get enveloped into hell. So he thought, oh, I'll keep watching these things. So John decides, I want to do something from Harry Potter because it's magic. Well, there's this girl who was in the class. I thought she was the bee's knees and decided that I was going to try and woo her. See? And so I was like, I'm going to make a real life scale goblet of fire. It's going to have um, one of those, uh, you know, fabric flames with the LED lights at the bottom to make it look like it's a real flame, but it's not. So that was that alone would have been fine. But then I told our teacher, I want to up the end even more. So I rigged it to shoot flash paper that and so the it would shoot out actual names that were it was a it was like a flash of fire and then they would come floating down just like did in the movie and in it I put will you marry me to this girl or I know I put will you go out with me as a thing marriage was a little premature um and so <laughs> you think it was it was to <laughs> scale it was enormous it was huge and I spent all kinds of money on it. I rigged it so that way it shot out the fireballs that had the, the stuff in it. And then I didn't tell anybody 
that I was going to do this. And then during the presentation part of it at the end of the class, I fired it off. The thing shot up in the air and I had her grab it and open it up. And it said, will you go out with me? And she laughed and laughed and laughed and was all blushing and all blushing. And then she was like, oh, I think we should move on to the next presentation. She never <laughs> answered me. In, a, in public. In public, she didn't answer yeah. you. Wow, yeah. that's rough. So, it just goes to show, it's not always worth putting the effort in. <laughs> so, Laura, we've been uh, we've been chit-chatting for a little bit here. Um, I think it's time we bring on our guest for today. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. It's about time. Our well, poor guest has actually been sitting around waiting instead of... It's true, she, he has been. Not. Would you like to introduce them? <laughs> Sure. Uh, today's guest is a former roommate of John's from college. Welcome to the podcast, Steve. Right about the time that Book of Mormon came out, right? So, like, everybody was like, okay, are these, re- are these lyrics truly what the Mormons believe? Right? So, I may or may not have went to four... Well, well, I've got to add some context here first. So, so Book of Mormon comes out. I had a, we had a mutual friend in college who had just converted to Mormonism and I went to her because I was like, I want to know what's true, what's false. I want to better educate myself. And so she was like, well, I'm still new to the faith. I don't feel comfortable sharing this, but I know some elders who could come talk to you. And I was like, okay, great. But I want it made very clear that I'm not trying to be converted. I don't want any attempts to convert me. I just want to know, I just want to be better educated about your faith. And she was like, okay, I don't know if she told them or if she told them and they ignored us. But I told Steve, I was like, there are these two elders coming over to talk about the Mormon faith. And Steve was like, oh, I'm going to... I'm going to stay with you because I want to make fun of them because that's so goofy. And I was like, Steve, you're not doing that. And he was like, no, no, it'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun. We'll just we'll have a lot of fun at their expense. Well, by the end of the first session with them, he was signed up to be baptized into the Mormon church. Wait, 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 wait. Back up, back up, (laughs) back up, back up. So. When Elder, I'll call him Elder S. Is that fair? Yeah, that's fine. So Elder S is sitting in our living room in our apartment. The first thing that they said when they sat down in our living room was, what do you know about the Mormon faith? And I said, well, everything I know is from the Book of Mormon, the musical. And they both shook their head and said, no, that's all garbage. None of that's true. Tell me what you know. And so I start quoting All-American Prophet, talking about uh, Joseph Smith and the angel Moroni and uh, the, the gold plates, all of that. And their jaws drop, and they were like, you know a lot about the Mormon faith. He was kind of taken aback by like how much I already knew. So at that time, he asked me to go to a service. And I was like, well, you've been in my house for over an hour. You brought me pie. Sure, I'll go to a service. My favorite part was after they left, I was like, Steve, what happened to this being a joke of you were sitting down here to make fun of them and now you're about to join them? And he was like, 
he was, it was something like, I don't know, man, maybe there's something here. And I was like, Steve, I was like, first of all, they can't drink caffeine. They can't, or they can't eat or, or alcohol or alcohol. They can't like casually date people. They can't curse. I was like, that's half your personality right there. And he was like, <laughs> Steve was like, you don't think I can change? And I was like, I don't think you want to change. And then, nor do you, nor need, do you to. need to in any of those areas. I asked him, you know, so I kept going into lyrics. I said, so do you truly believe that when you die, you get your own planet? And the guy was like, well, 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 yes. And immediately I was like, holy shit, everything they say is true. I'm out. He literally was like, well, where can we go? Where can we continue this conversation? Like, we need to continue this conversation. You need to, like, pledge for baptism today. And I was like, no, dog, I got to go do stuff. Do either of you know what bubble porn is? No. I told you about bubble porn, you You, you did not. My Mormon yes, tour partner told me about it. No. Swiss cheese porn. Also. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so. It's like. So, listener and Steve, I'm going to show Steve because Steve is here in the studio with me. Um, but for the listener, what Mormon bubble porn, because you cannot look at pornography as a Mormon. So what they do to try and skirt the rules is they take a photograph of someone like in a bikini like this. OK. And then they add a series of bubbles in front of it that cover up the clothing that make it look like they are naked. So your your imagination is to fill in the gaps. Literally. That's pretty f awesome. I'm not going to lie. Right. So, Steve, we didn't bring <laughs> oh you here to just talk about Mormonism, bubble porn, <laughs> the likes. Um, so you, in fact, did we we lived together. Yeah. Uh, for several years. What's it like to live with John? I only got a tidbit and I want to know every detail because because we have this marriage pact. So I need to know what I need to know the truth. OK, so in the dorm was much different than in our apartment. So oh, in I'm the sure. dorm, like it wasn't really bad. Um, John's actually pretty clean or he keeps his mess like in his area. Instead of like me, who That's is good. kind of a slob. I'm much like a dog in that sense. Yeah, very true. <laughs> no, but John honestly is a really good roommate. Um, for me, John was, me and John got really close, especially after I lost my brother. And like John basically became a brother to me. And so like when I had those hard days of like no one to talk to. John became that person I went to. Well, thank you, Steve, so much for being on the podcast. I'm so glad that I got more insight into into John's college years. Yeah. No, honestly, so John, it's so funny to me because John would always talk big game and then never be able to back it up. <laughs> um, I'd like an example of this, please. Oh, like Literally, man. we just went through like a 20 minute scenario of how you pick up a girl at a bar. Uh, Laura, the listeners have not gotten there yet. So wait up, spoil it. <laughs> the best. No, the best is when me and John were first roommates. 
and we were talking about like our sexual exploits. And I was like, yeah, dog, like I lost my virginity when I was like 16, 17. He was like, well, I kissed a girl when I was 16. Um, I incorrect. Was I kissed a girl at 18. <laughs> You've even further proved his point. <laughs> okay, Laura. So let's, let's role play. Okay. So I, you and I are alone oh, no. in a bar. Is the Steve, you were going to be the moderator here. Is the bar full or is it empty with just us two? We'll say it's like half, like half full. Okay. All right. Um, okay. So both. So like, so like tables and booths and stuff are full, assuming that there are any of those. There's standing room and certainly room to move around. Yeah. And um, so you're at, where are you at, Laura? It's an L-shaped bar. That's the only good bar. That's correct. Uh, I'm probably, okay, if it's an L-shape, I'm like two seats in from the corner. Okay. It's a good spot. Or sorry, two seats like away from the corner to like give room, but like. On the bar itself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. And I am in the corner near the window at a small two person high top looking at the candle, the little tea light LED candle and nursing a beer. (laughs) I see. John, I have to tell you, I have a very specific bar picture like happening in my brain right now. And I need to take you to this bar now. Okay. All right. Okay. How's it? Okay, okay, all right, we can't get to that yet. Okay, anyway, so sorry. I look across the bar <laughs> and we hear the clinking of glasses. You know, we hear maybe, is there pool in this in this bar? No, definitely not. You would never visit an establishment with pool tables. Um, I've been to several with pool tables. Did you stay by long? yourself? I went with you, Laura. Again, by yourself? I'm t- yeah, but we're talking. Yeah, but we're talking about you picking a bar to just go sit by oh, yourself. I wouldn't go you to would a, not go to a bar oh, with a no, fucking Oh, no, this, this scenario is based on the idea that I would do this. I wouldn't even go to a bar by myself. You're missing such an important part of your life. I, I won't go to Wendy's by myself unless it's in the drive-thru, and then I sit in the parking lot and eat in peace by myself. Do you see the problem here, Laura? Oh, my God. Honey, you got to get some confidence. Okay, so, okay. Yes. We're really... You have to be... Like you have to be comfortable doing things by yourself before other people are going to want to do things with you. Not to get too personal, you. but that's all John's been doing by himself since February. <laughs> so, good lord. Okay, so Laura, I look across the bar. I don't hear pool because apparently I'm too bougie for pool tables, and there's not cigarettes because this is 2020 and people aren't allowed to smoke, to smoke anymore. Inside bars. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking across. There's a really crappy country song playing on the jukebox. I'm drawn by the sound of a loud, ungodly cackle. And I look over, (laughs) and I'm like, what on earth made that sound? And then I notice it was Laura, but I don't know it's you. So then, for some, somehow, I get liquid courage, probably a morphine drip or something, and I stumble over (laughs) to the bar, to the corner, and I sit there, and I say... Hello, ma'am. I'm lonely at a bar. You look lonely at a bar. <laughs> Should we not be lonely at a bar together? <laughs> okay, what was wrong with that? Okay, first of all, you called me ma'am? Yeah. I am a southern yeah, boy. No. What was I supposed to call you? 
No, so Miss. If, I'm a I'm a young lady. If you think that that's crappy country music playing on the jukebox, right? If you think that Laura is attractive and you want to walk over to her, that's a perfect conversation starter. It's like, hey, this song isn't that great. Do you enjoy country music? And if she says yes, then it's like, oh, well, let me switch it up. What's your favorite song? <gasps> that was smooth. That was really that was smooth. Really I good, like that. Steve. So you so you go in by starting a conversation about something completely different. Yes. And then you get them to talk about themselves. Yes. Okay, so I walk up to you, Laura. There's a crappy song playing on the jukebox. And I say, hello, lady person. It's got to wow. just be a simple hey, man. Oh. Just like, hey, how's it going? Okay, so I walk up to you. I tap you on the shoulder and I say, sup. Why do you tap her on the shoulder? Just Should sit in I... the chair beside her. Don't tap oh. me. Don't touch oh, me. Oh, no touch. John, you don't no know touching. me. You don't no touching. To touch okay, me. I'm so sorry. Okay. I'm really failing this. Okay. Good lord. <laughs> okay. All right. I walk up to the bar. I sit there. Okay, so I sit there and I say, okay. And I'm like, oh, you know, this song was in the jukebox musical Footloose. No. Should I not mention okay, Footloose? Were you listening when Steve was talking? <laughs> Literally, I don't think he was. Don't quote Wicked after that either. That would be your go-to. Yeah. What if I were to say, well, okay, so I walk up to her, I sit at the bar, and then I say, No, 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 no. Do not sit yet. I'm standing. And because I'm nine feet tall, I'm towering over her. My shadow is cast all over her like Pride Rock at the beginning of Lion King. You have to leave at least like a seat between you and her. You don't squeeze in immediately right next to her. Obviously, I would be social distancing because there's a global pandemic happening. Okay, I'm also envisioning this happening not during a pandemic. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. We're just <laughs> like, I'm imagining it's over as well, but I'm still social distancing. Oh, my God. Okay, whatever. Anyway. And I'm wearing a mask still. <laughs> I mean, I, that, I'm going to do that, but. But I'm not finished yet. It's a mask, but it's the Phantom of the Opera mask. <laughs> You're not ever going to get laid. <laughs> she makes a good point. So I'm standing at a bar. I look over and I'm like, you know, I think the acoustic version of this song is much better. Yes. Yeah. And then what do you say, Laura? Yeah. And then I say, I, okay, so there's two options, right? I either am like, yeah, you're totally right. I absolutely agree. Actually, I guess there's three options. Or I completely disagree. Why do you feel that way? Or third option, oh, I've never heard it. Tell me more. Because Justin Bieber's song, That Should Be Me, only sounds good in the acoustic version. And you're done. Why is it a Justin Bieber song? Yeah, no, now I don't care about you anymore. Goodbye. <laughs> well, everyone, that is a, another episode in our fourth season. Okay, Pause. Yes. You ma'am. have written dote heads in every single script for weeks. Okay. And so never once I, have you said it. I said it like years ago. This podcast has only been on for two years. I did it years ago in 2020 terms. 
and it did not take off. Our <laughs> listeners do not call themselves dote heads. Well, because so, if you say it too fast, it sounds like dope head. So oh, that's a good. I point. don't really think. Oh yeah, I'm a dote head. Like you gotta really hit that T. Okay, so Steve, as someone who listens to the podcast, you are a subscriber. What would you call yourself as a fan of this podcast? Besides an idiot, because you're subscribing to this podcast. I don't know, man. Like, you kind of... It's kind of pigeonholed because it's like... You can't do anything anecdotal. And so, like, dope is a good one, but you can't do dote head because of the reasons. What if we call ourselves... What if we call our fans doties? What about doters? Oh, that makes it sound like we're very old fashioned. Yeah. Like, like. Yeah, but that's my... okay because that means that they love us. Oh, okay, okay, all right. Well, I will, I will correct in the script. It will no longer say, "Well, dote heads." That's another episode <laughs> in the book. That sounds stupid. <laughs> I will now. We'll have a little harpsichord music, and it'll say, "Well, doters." That's another episode in the books. Yes. Don't say it. You sounded like Mrs. Doubtfire. Doubtfire, dear. Euphigenia Doubtfire. I'm a hippo granny who likes to beep up up to your drop. I make a wicked cup of cocoa. <laughs> In my, I'm a bottle in to this episode, and I think that was a killer impression. When I go to edit this later, so I'm going to be Mrs. like, Doubtfire. dear God, that's awful. No, no, it's really good, actually. I've is always it? thought that, though. Oh. It is Where's really good. Doubtfire, dear. Euphigenia, doubtfire. I really want to do, do John, the, Should I do, do the outro as Mrs. Doubtfire? No, but we should do an episode where I interview Mrs. Doubtfire. <gasps> oh, my God. That'll be, that'll be one of the you and me episodes. Yeah. Okay. All I right. want this. All I right. will study up. I'll be ready. Okay. Should I do a voice for this outro? No, just f-ing do it like John, because that's what the people want to hear. Do they? Oh, God. Okay, wow. <laughs> okay, calm down. Okay, all right. Well, dote heads. Damn, I said dote oh heads again. Oh, my God. Well, doters. <laughs> that's another episode in the books. No. If I said that to you Try in a again. bar, would you be interested? No. No. <laughs> Nobody asked you, Steve. Thank you so much for listening. To today's episode. <laughs> the side That's eye you gave you me like. while you were recording that. You looked at me like. That's what you sounded like. You looked at me like you were raiding. I was raiding your village and told you that I was going to instill prima nocta on all of the freshly married people. And don't forget to subscribe. To this podcast. Not other podcasts. This podcast. Laura, (laughs) should they subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend? Yes, they should because it's a great podcast. But also they should subscribe to Anecdotal Stop plugging other podcasts, John. I'm so sorry. Should they subscribe to My Dad Wrote a Porno? No. Yes, again, because it's a great podcast. But they should subscribe to Anecdotal Dote. Not good, John. Continue with your <laughs> <line>. <laughs> Write us a review and share this podcast with your friends. Remember, everyone has a story to tell, especially you. So send them in. We're excited to listen. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. If you would
would like to share with us the story of what this awful, awful podcast has done to you or anything in between those two things. Or if you'd like us to give you some advice, because clearly both of us have our lives together. We're not hot messes in any way, shape or form. Send those questions, comments, therapy requests to us, written, filmed or by audio at the anecdotal dote at gmail.com.